This week on The Reverse Stick, I am going to do a fabulously entertaining and humorous intro as we burst into our greatest ever episode. What do you reckon, mate? <laughs> well, we'll see, eh? Greetings and welcome to The Reverse Stick. We are the global hockey podcast. It is episode one hundred and seventy-nine. One seventy-nine. Oh, twenty-one to go, my friend. Uh, until we quit? No, until we ha- make a big announcement. Oh, there will be a big. We've discussed this earlier. Yeah, we? episode two hundred. Big announcement. A pre two hundred show pre-production meeting. Uh, my name is Matt Allen. He's John Lee. Yep, you're that's listening. To, you're listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast Show. One seven nine. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you here with us this week. It's been a strange, strange week for us here in Perth in Western Australia. Um, we were very bullish. <laughs> like, I was very bullish last week about I played three different sets. It's not sets the only thing you were last three, week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ish. Ish. Um, it was late. Bloody hell, it was late last week when we recorded. Apologies. It was maybe a, a, a little bit slurry. Um, yeah. Bullish about playing three games of hockey the week before. Yeah. And then we had a, a shock announcement at uh, 6 p.m. on the Sunday evening. We were going into a hard lockdown. Wasn't that hard? Well, it depends who you were with. <laughs> Easy for you to say. <laughs> yeah, well, you do have two young daughters, don't you? Well, the girls were set Who to were due to go to school on, on the Monday, Monday? Back to school. And for, what from, time from was it? There were murmurings in the afternoon, but I think it was 6pm 6, 6 the announcement. Oh, no, no, the no, lockdown no, no. started, that's right. The lockdown Around, let's started. Say midday, let's six, say midday. It was about midday because midday. you texted me yeah. and said something. Said, what? Now, well, what? Yeah, put the tally, put, uh, lockdown, put the tally on. Or you like playing that. your gig next week. In fact, the gig I should be playing right now as we record this podcast. Yeah. But anyway, uh, it didn't happen. Didn't enough about you talking about me. <laughs> um, so no us in, in general. So we, we experienced What's something. That lockdown. We, no, we yeah we experienced something here in in, in Perth that we we hadn't had uh, to that degree for a, a long time. You could still go to the shop and whatever. Five day lockdown. We 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 are anyway. We are meeting now post six p.m. on the Friday. We've done our five-day lockdown. The we cases have. that we thought might have come out haven't come out. We've got a few different restrictions um, now from what we had a week ago, and then in a week's time that will get looked at, which Last I know, which, which I know is yeah, which I know is nowhere near some of the trauma that some of you are going through with Nothing it. Nothing close to it. Um, but it was a stark reminder for us here, and also a stark reminder for John to to stop showing off about coming holding international hockey tournaments in Perth. Well, it was, and the first thing I heard, I thought when our local premier got up and said, we're shutting everything down, was, well, that blows everything I set up about the pro league. Blows it out the water. But if they had been here, they'd have been right. Just shows how vulnerable we all are, John. Yep, and uh, we've we've seen during the week some recommendations from the... Uh, IOC about what's going to happen in Japan. Oh, yeah, well, t- should we talk about the playbook in a bit? Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, get, we'll, we'll, we'll get open it up. Let's open up the playbook. We've yeah, got we'll, a lot we'll, of things. We're going to talk, talk about, about the playbook. Now. We've got a big, I've got a big list here. No, Matt's mystery file. 
Uh, that's particularly for you, Katie. Oh, that's a, I understand. that's a yeah. birthday present, isn't yeah, it? It is a birthday present for Katie. Should we do it now? Should we do the sea shanty now? We are, the, we are well, with the glow hope, aren't what we? What should we do with a drunken Keely? What shall we do with a drunken umpire? What shall we do with a drunken umpire? Early in the morning. Hey, oh, and up the red card. Hey, oh, and up the red card. Hey, oh, and up the red card. Early in the morning. What shall we do with a drunken umpire? What shall we do with a drunken umpire? There we go. Beautiful. And after the, I still reckon the naughty chair with the maybe what happens is you go and sit in the naughty chair that's up on a stand. No, we could, and no, the umpire throws. Yeah, the, the dunk, it's a yeah, dunk, dunk, the dunk, donkey chair with that. sponges. If they're yeah. really after the younger generation, that you need this dun- sports entertainment, folks. It's dunking chairs. And youth. Glow ho po. We'll get to that a bit later. News. There's some big news because we've had a pro league game, Matt. It's just finished, John. As we've been sitting around for hours <laughs> doing our pre-preparation for this program, which as every listener would know, takes just minutes upon minutes, Spain and Belgium, I think I said Germany and Belgium in a message to you, but Spain and Belgium played a game today in the Pro League. Pro League Did you ever know it was All right. Yes, yes, of course I knew it was happening. What How not about? You know? Huh? Because it's been splashed all over social media, John. You've been in this lockdown where you've decided you've not not want to look at anything, not talk to anybody. Have you been in, have you been in the back shed? Not this shed, like the chicken shed, back shed? Yeah, actually, I moved it today. No, Mrs. Lee got out there and said, we've got to mean this because then... And so we moved it. Oh, is that how, she, actually, is that how she talks, is it, John? No, but she's not going to listen to it. Start up. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. have got a time check. Six minutes and seven seconds. She's uh, the I'm most gonna, important benefactor. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Apart from our wonderful Patreon subscribers, John, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the reverse stick. I would have put Mrs. <laughs> Allen and Mrs. Lee in the same league, and then the sort of patrons are just behind them. Yeah, yeah. Just, only just, but if people understood, they would certainly be. Maybe, maybe, just, maybe they're just behind our $20 top tier subscribers. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, guys. So that. Let's get back to the pro league. Do we talk about Belgium beat Spain. Two, uh, three goals to two. Goals for um, Belgium from Dockier Briels and Dockier 8 14 Double. and 51 minutes. Yep. It uh, was two all there for a second after uh, Xavi or Leonardo. Xavi. Isn't, wasn't that Leonardo's 200th, I think, I read earlier on? Oh, was it? Is that on the Twitters? Allegra and Leonardo on the board there. Uh, 57% possession Look, to the Belgians over, uh, 43% to the Spanish. Um, interesting to see on your stats, though, that uh, Spain had four shots. To Belgium, zero shots, and yet Belgium have ended up three-two. Winners. <laughs> good work, some good work there well, on the that, ProLeague.com what, what site. What is just as surprising, Matt, is that um, across the four quarters of the game, that um, Spain didn't pick up a card. Does that not yeah, surprise you? Yeah, they did. Josep Romo. Oh, did he? Oh no, he's zero, no, 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 zero, no, no, zero, zero, zero. I'm looking here. No, can't see any cards. Well done, Spain. And look, that's one of the things I do like about Spanish hockey is there's a bit of feistiness about it. I expect the odd green card at least. They didn't even pick up a green card. 
Uh, somebody's got a green card now. Just... Well, they do, but they're not. No. Oh, Yosef Romu did, in the, but it's not listed as having a green card in the official fourth quarter statistics. No, but what? But he's he's nor and Dockier did too, didn't he? No, he got a goal. He's got a pro. You can click. Yeah, Romo's playing for Spain. I was just trying to work out what, like, um, because it says Belgium received one green card. Spain didn't receive any. Yeah, no. Spain didn't receive any green cards, but a Spanish player has received <laughs> just, a green card. It's been attributed to Belgium. Okay, that's wonderful. Okay, now we're across that. We're no right on top of the stats. Yeah. You guys should be just praying that you're not running the AFL statistics because that would have been on Twitter in seconds. Uh, we've got more. We're, 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 yeah. got more there's more accuracy. No, there's more accuracy. There's more accuracy. Further down on the match stats, 16 shots to Spain, 9 shots to Belgium, but it's just not there on the, the headlines stats. But, yep, still, Belgium have got a green card and Romeo has received it for Spain. Pro League's back underway. Is there a ladies' game? Oh, no, because the Spanish women and aren't playing in the on. Pro League, who, are they? Spo- I thought that you had to have a team from both men's... Shh, and- but who's okay. sponsor? Anyway, who, who, who are our sponsors this time around? For the, it's been a while. Oh, for our Pro League For news. Pro League. It's a charity um, sponsor. Um, our charity... i tell you what, our charity sponsor tonight, Matt, is the Spay River um, Distillery and their Speyside Single Malt Scotch Whiskey with bourbon carcass finish. FIH Pro League. That's it. That's what it's called tonight. Tansy? <laughs> Not quite. It's good. But pretty big. That was Press the wrong button, yeah. Yeah, you did. That's a good... Well, we've done news. Well, uh, it is Friday night. Lots of hockey coming up. You know, we had this... Convers- we had this we had, no, no, we had this, no, we had this conversation earlier on uh, for folks. We haven't been able to get together this week to record this we uh, lockdown opened up again at 6 p.m. we're sitting either side of a plastic shield at the moment i needed to enter the building mask on is that you um, or me no spots this, on, that's on. your size this is definitely yeah, okay. yeah yeah no, yeah yeah you would definitely be a super spreader <laughs> absolutely no doubt that's why i stay um, at home matt so we're a bit excited. We're back together. We're back together. We, we, we haven't had the opportunity. And we didn't speak either in the week. It was all a bit weird and a bit sad here. Uh, but there's lots of... Spread, there's some, <laughs> it wasn't really. It was just uh, like normal. More Pro League tomorrow, Saturday. Uh, if you can catch that, if you're in a non-broadcast area, you'll get it on the Watch.Hockey app. Um, but there are still the geo restrictions on, so you need to go to find your local broadcaster. Couldn't... couldn't do that because I don't, I can't afford, whatever reason you can't get hold of your the local broadcast, but the FIH do provide through the uh, FIH Pro League page, and so it's FIHProLeague.com, yeah. you can find, and they, they do have a, um, like a text rundown of what's going on. Uh, goals yeah, live, live text. Live, yeah, live yeah, text. and you'll, but you'll find that on and Twitter. You'll find, yeah, look, you know, and find, that's find what other sports have, and it's it's quite fun, and I was able to keep up with the game without a, being able to watch it. And that's my issue, not being able to watch it, yeah. not the FIH's issue. My issue is not being able to listen to it, John. Not necessarily. That watch, is another watch, question. Watch, watch it. Um, so, second game. Radio second, second game, the, the away game. Belgium versus Spain. When's t- that? Tomorrow. Your away game. Saturday. Uh, um, Your away game the in sixth? Spain? No, they're not travelling, John. Well, no, where's this, where's this being played? 
don't know. Uh, let's have a look. Don't ask, the, uh, don't ask silly questions. This, no, this is in Spain. It's in Valencia, isn't it? It doesn't say. Be, yeah, the information will be. I think, live I think, reports. Uh, no, I think, box info. Box. Go to the info box. Info. Think, uh, yeah, no, it's info. In, it's in, I'm sure it's in Valencia. Spain versus Belgium. So it'll be the Belgium home game tomorrow. No, well, I'm assuming it's a Spain home game. Let's just say it's in Valencia. First. Let's just say it's in Valencia. If it's not in Valencia, well, sorry. It's in Spain. You know, correct us about that. Um, there's also Dutch women's top hockey, hoof class, back on uh, full round for the top 12 playing on Saturday. Yep. Uh, that is, of course, if uh, weather conditions allow, John, a few games that were expected to be played last weekend. In the men's comp, they were off because of the snow. We did get the uh, Bloomingdale-Campong game, but the big thing to come out of that was, do we call it Bloomingdale Gate? Bloom Gate. The uh, lack of social distancing amongst the supporters standing on the, f- on the far side of the pitch, outside of the ground, nobody allowed inside. With restrictions, you should have had masks on, but there was oh, maybe a hefty 150, 200 people crowd site. Crowded side by side um, under the trees and on the pathways next, so next to the pitch. These were people outside of the ground. Outside of the ground, so you have to say no responsibility to the club at all. But you no. you, 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 you ain't getting many hockey fans <laughs> hanging around and watching the odd game. Well, you know, maybe there's not a lot of live sport happening there at the moment, John. That uh, could have just been the locals. Um, Hard to police. You can't police it as clubs, can you? I did see some reference online about well, well maybe as a club well maybe you put screen oh don't stand there okay well it was one of the Argent- one of the argentinian um women's players had suggested well you don't you don't start you just don't play the game until people do the right thing and and, and step away or you put a put a halt on the game well that that's an option and and a reasonable option i would think the other thing you could do is um inform the authorities yeah. And and let the authorities deal with it. Yeah. And say, look... Move we, along, move along. Uh, we, we have a, a... Could you imagine what would happen if that was a football match? Soccer, as I like to call it. A football match, Matt, where um, a crowd of people wouldn't disperse because of whatever reason. I'll tell you what, they'd have the horses out pretty quick, don't you reckon? You're an English football fan, you know what happens. So, you know... Why shouldn't hockey have that sort of level of government support? No, you have to, no, they have to pay for it. Soccer clubs in the UK, if they've got police support, then a bill goes to the club for crowd no, control. No, what I'm talking about... We, we, what, what happens if... Don't worry about crowd control with hockey, mate. Jeez. Well, we should we should have to worry about crowd control. For, we'll get to that crowd control in hockey very shortly because we've got some tweets to go through. Are there is some there news are, yet? There are, there are, no, no, really there, no, we're... we're, we're We'll be on that. Um, okay, oh, no, no, get, get to stop, stop, stop. But oh, okay. um, more information. Let's call it information. Um, oh, more live. Play a sting and go. No, no, more live stream hockey happening okay. oh, yeah, this okay. weekend. Head to eurohockeytv.org. We've got Belarusian men's and Ukrainian. No, hang on. Ukrainian men's and Belarusian women's comps. One more, one more round of the other. Indoor, indoor, indoor. It's that indoor time of the year. They're lucky enough to be able to play. Sport indoor at the moment, so head to eurohockeytv.org. Unless you're part of the Indoor Hockey World Cup, in which case you wait till 2022, which according to the FIH is one year to go. Should have been happening now in, is it, where are we, Liège? Yeah. Oh, that's understandable. Why it's it's in Belgium, isn't it? Is it in Liège? 
Uh, Belgium. I will have to. There's a cheeky little more, video out there on 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 the socials. Cheeky. Cheeky. In what way would you describe it as cheeky? A oh, bit of fun. A little bit. A okay. little bit. Bit of fun. Oh, the, the, one of the fellows uh, oh, yeah. goes goes into the stadium yeah. and there's only the only the cleaners in there and um, he realises he's a year a year but he must have been in a coma because they've obviously got oh, no, COVID they, there. They as well. describe it here on the FIH website oh, well, because this good. is brilliant. Don't watch it. This Just is much better than the video for the occasion. Philippe Simard, one of the major players the for the Belgium yep. Indoor Red Lions, agreed to step into the skin of the distracted athlete, appearing in front of the famous Liege Sports Temple to play his Liege, match. Liege. 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 Oh. A year too early. That was... Oh, look. Didn't really get it. I did see it. Didn't really get it. But, look, you know, I mean, it's a promotion. Well done. A I, year I away. Don't reckon, Let's hope it happens. I don't reckon it should happen. I, don't reckon he's I ma- want it to happen. I don't reckon he's making the team in a year's time anyway. If his timing's that bad, he's got no chance. <laughs> oh, everyone's a critic. <laughs> you are listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. I am John Lee, one half of the hosting duo. And I'm John... Um, I had a thought That's earlier. I had, had a thought earlier on. Um, so I, I engaged with um, Keely Dunn from FH Umpires last Happy week. Happy birthday! And we hosted a hockey chat room on the uh, the hot new thing in social media, the Clubhouse app. And uh, it wasn't a big room, but uh, you know we we were, we were very glow. I tried to get a hold of it, Matt. I tried to watch you, and get, be involved. You, you're not on an iPhone. No. Right? Unfortunately. Okay. Anyway, we've got another one of those clubhouse chats coming up this uh, Saturday night. So we're recording Friday now. You might have heard this by then. Uh, if you want an invite, I've got a couple of spare ones. Just become a Patreon, and I'll send you my phone number. Apparently, they're going. Ooh, for, the, is people, that a hot take? Pe- people are paying up to two hundred dollars to um, to get on there. Um, looking forward. I got to it for free. <laughs> um, Hockey Museum newsletter, John. That's oh out. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm just That's trying good. to find. I'm just trying to find it here now. It's called the Hockey Museum Hockey Shorts. You can follow any of the Hockey Museum socials. Just search for at the Hockey Museum, and it will take you straight there. And you can sign up. This comes through every few weeks. Um, we've got quizzes. We've got stories. We've got interviews. All no, the, the Hockey Museum has quizzes. Has stories. Yes, on on here. Oh, you're quoting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's um so if you like your hockey history go for it um I'm I'm just I'm purposely not going to do a Matt's mystery file this week John because I've just mentioned the hockey museum there um, uh, great, not because you've had a, a major shutdown great great to see the give it a whack t shirts the give give it a whack t shirts are still getting out there <laughs> at the moment uh, did notice that Clint Flicker. Posted his picture. He, he he purchased one. So thank you for that, Clint. Clint did. Very good of him. Bright, bright. If he got the bright knows orange. Whacking Clint Flicker. Yeah, but he got the, he got the bright orange one, John. Did he? So yeah. see, you're wearing a bright orange one as we speak. I can see it says "Give it a whack" and with a big W H. Whack. What nation does this? What does this say to you wearing this colour in, in a hockey sense? It, what it says to me: If Clint Flicker's bought an orange one, he's moving. He's trying to position himself for the uh, the Olympic Games, I think, with with Holland, the Dutch. Yeah. 
not Holland if you're Dutch, but yeah. Yeah, that, that country. Um, yeah, I, I think that the Netherlands could be where he's aiming to, uh, you know, reinvigorate his Olympic career. Well, it's judging, judging by the colour of that orange T-shirt that you claim is the same as the one... I've got the same one as Clint and Tansy as well. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Tansy's twins. a dead set chance. We're, we're, we're you know, tri- triple twins, aren't we? What do they call them? Um, yeah. What else? Well, don't forget... Dutch men's hockey is going through a troubled time at the moment, Wait. so there's every chance that Clint could be forced his way in there. Yeah, yeah. terrible stuff. More out this week, John. The latest edition. Uh, hang on. I've got to get back to the Give It A Whack t-shirt. Okay. Okay. Because you said to me, mm. you gave me my t-shirt this evening. I did, when yeah. When we met, you said, this is your Give It A Whack t-shirt. You better go and show... Well, we did a bit more. We had... A more of a ceremony than that, didn't we, John? I said, John, yep. take a seat, please. Yeah. John, it's... Governor uh, General came in. It's been a really good three years yeah, here Bishop, together. Archbishop of Perth was here. Yep. Yep. Um, All that stuff. I mean, it was, a spe- it was a special night. Oh, it was. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad all my closest family, friends and relations yeah. were here when you did present it to me. Only 10 in the home, though, John. That's right. Current with uh, current uh, regulations. Um... That's why the missus was sitting in the So anyway, room. so any, so anyway, um, your good lady, she, she cast her eye upon the wonderful shirt that was bestowed yeah. on you as a, as a gift for your, your service and your dedication <laughs> to, not only to the reverse to the global hockey podcast, but to hockey in general. Oh, absolutely. And she, um, and she said, she said, give it a whack. What does that mean? Whack you in the ankles. I had to look after you for the last two weeks. That's what she said. So she got it then. She understands what it means. She was not happy that I would wear a shirt say, give it away. Oh, it was a flashback. flashback and immediately, flashback, flashback, flashback. and I'll tell you what, I, I put up a tweet this week. Uh, did you? About Rachel, on the wall, did you put it up on the wall here? Uh, out on the tweet thing. And I was, it was Rachel, because the fantastic Rachel Lynch's as her job as a nurse has been out there on the front line of testing people for coronavirus and did a 12-hour shift and all this. And I made a couple of bad jokes about it. And at the end of it, my little tweet you Are you going to tell us your jokes? Well, the first one I was... Um, Isn't it enough just to put them out there on social media anyway? Well, why have you got to tell us the jokes? Well, I don't. I'm not going to. Now, the point was, in this tweet, I said uh, that... Or, I couldn't play hockey this week, and so all I've got left is my carbo loading. The truth being is I wouldn't have played hockey this week at all anyway, but it was a good excuse to continue carbo loading. Yeah. That's I'm what start- I was trying to get at. I'm, I'm actually starting to but, hey, look, feel we- the carbo loading at the moment. It's, yeah, it's yeah, gathering. Yeah. It's, it's almost like I'd had a proper Christmas like proper eating, drinking Christmas, and I didn't eat so much this Christmas. I was pretty good with it. But this extended period, it's it's there. But it also leads us back to a conversation, Matt, about expectation on, in inverted commas, elite exhibiting professionalism, close inverted commas, athletes, and the reality of them having to live and breathe and work every day like everybody else. Okay. Rachel Lynch, there you go. No, of course, of course. That, not, that, not, even, not even with the PPE 
breathing like anybody uh, else. No, no, but what, what I'm, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I hear you, I hear you John. Um, Just have to put that out there. Do you know what else? Uh, you know what? As much as I'd like to see Rachel playing goals for Australia at the next Olympics, yep. I am truly in awe of what she does as a nurse. You know what I'd love to see? Anybody playing hockey at the next Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we get on to that? You are listening to the Vestic Global Hockey Pod. Cat. That was pretty bad. But anyway, welcome, we're, welcome, we're, folks. Yeah. Welcome to Glow Hope. Don't forget, hashtag give it away. Glow Hope. Well, let's get to recent. Hashtag bring back the bully. Don't forget to follow us on the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at The Reverse Stick. I'm also on Reddit, at The Reverse Stick. Uh, nice to uh, chat with Ed Frey on there this week. Hopefully you listened to the A to Z of Hockey as his first episodes rather than last week's abomination. That's your fault. Join us on Clubhouse as well. <laughs> don't Ke- do that. Ke- Keely Dunn from FH yeah, Empires and Matt Allen from the Reverse Stick doing exclusive chats no on the most No cross-promotion here, mate. I'll start talking about and listen not to not the, the footy show Another footy show with Ashley Morris and John, John Lee as well. <laughs> get on. The Olympic Playbook. Yes. First playbook published outlining measures to deliver safe and successful Olympic and Paralympic Games Tokyo 2020, John. Are you going to take us some, through some of those? No, I know. Well, what I understand, we're wearing, we're wearing face masks. Uh, you can clap, but no cheering, no standing, no swearing. Oh, no, no, you're not allowed to swear anyway, are you? Um, I don't know that I, you're not allowed to swear. You're not allowed to boo. Is it no booing? Or is booing swearing in the modern... So that's another question. Have you looked through the playbook? No, I imagine it has. Stu- <laughs> oh, I imagine. Oh imagine it has stuff to People do. People really hate others talking on a podcast about things they haven't researched. I'm not just hypothesising about why, what they what mate, might be in it. Have you heard something I haven't? Because I am not envisioning that I will ever have to need to read the playbook. Uh, is Colin rung you? Has Colin said something to you? Hey, tell John he better read that bloody Tokyo playbook shit for COVID. All right. Minimise physical interaction. Keep, what a surprise keep, they keep would physical interactions that. with others to a minimum. Avoid oh, physical really? contact. Include hugs and handshakes. Keep two metres distance from athletes and at least one metre from others, including... Huh? Keep two metres distance from athletes... And at least one meter from others, including in operational space. Keep two meters distance from athletes and at least one meter from others. Okay, so you there's and a I, comma in there no, after. No, no, no. You and I are standing there with little stopwatches. We can be a meter apart, but the both of us have to be two meters away from the stopwatchy person that we're stopwatching. Does that make sense? Mm, avoid, in, not really, enclosed spaces and crowds where possible. Use games, trans, blah, 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 track, trace. Um, wear underwear on your face. Fa- oh, no, it's a mask. 
it's all, the, all that stuff we know. Yeah, it's all the... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's nothing in there that's like, oh, we're going to do this and it's going to make all sure right. it's so absolutely Principles safe. throughout your journey. Before you travel, your journey yep. starts 14 days prior to your ah. departure for Japan. Make sure you have all the relevant documents, uh, visas... 14... Wait, visa, wait. Vi, uh, or visa and negative COVID-19 test so, certificate in place. 14 days before you depart, you have to go into quarantine. Is that right? No, it's not saying that. No, no, no. no. Make sure your your plan is in place, so you're going to minimise your risk, and you've got a COVID nineteen. So, what was that stuff about fourteen days? Your journey starts fourteen days prior to your departure for Japan. Okay, so, 14 so that's talking days about before... that incubation period. No, so you do you have to self? It's not saying. It's not saying that. No. So what, what's the 14 days got to do with anything? Complete an activity plan for the first 14 days of your stay in Japan. So that's before Download, you, that's after you've departed. Wait, let's go back. Your journey starts 14 days prior to your departure for Japan. Make sure you have all the relevant documentation, pre-valid card, the PVC, or visa and negative COVID-19 test certificate in place. So that's basically saying... Isolate yourself for 14 days before you. Not leave. explicitly, it's not. No, not explicitly, no. but that's the download the implication download of the what app, they've just Prepare said. a list of all the people you expect to have close contact with during your stay in Japan. Take a COVID-19 test within 72 hours of the departure of your flight to Japan, and only travel if your test is negative. So there's two, two, right. two tests before uh, looking 14 days ahead. Uh, entering Japan, present immigration authorities with your PVC, uh, uh, PIAC or visa and evidence of your negative COVID-19 test. So Be ready in. to take a COVID-19 test when you enter Japan. Yep. Move quickly through the airport when you arrive and keep your activities to a minimum. At the Games, participants will be screened if required for your role and tested for COVID-19 at different intervals along the journey. You must get a test and isolate if you experience any COVID-19 symptoms. Uh, obviously, follow only the activities in your 14-day activity plan. Support. So they're looking at no more than 14 days of you being there in situ. Follow only the activities. Yeah, uh, support athletes by clapping and not singing or chanting. Specific rules may apply to your role, sport, and at certain locations. So there'll be different things for wrestling to... It's wrestling. No, wrestling's not in So anymore, when, you, when you're a spectator, you're expected to be wearing a mask? I don't think there's any talk, huge talk. This is more talking about um, the athletes there. Um, but the idea that they're banning singing, is that directly linked to the use of masks? Like, yes. Okay. So, so you're, about you're not, all expected not, to wear a mask. We don't want you to sing with your mask on. So you're not playing with your mask on, but at all of the times your, mar your mask is going to be on there. So, sort of banning singing if well, while everybody's made to wear a mask. So that's aimed, that's aimed, that's aimed to anyway, players, good. support staff, good luck potential supporters. Maybe they get 5% full stadiums. We hear potentially there's, there'll be no, competi um, no, no supporters in the stands. We also hear that there may be a reduction in sports and those that are don't have their qualifying events sorted out yet. Oh no, they're I'm not, not going to go ahead. That's it. There's no chance. 
Uh, you wouldn't think so because it would open them up to all sorts of legal. And it's an easy challenges. out as well for for the Olympics to drop it's, to I, drop a few sports to make hey, look, it to make it a little bit more manageable. And and there may very well be legal actions taken anyway, regardless because that's what happens sometimes. <laughs> like we've said in the past couple of weeks, though, it's all well and good saying this is where we're at at this point. Who knows where we'll Mate, be at in three months? Three months when time. You woke when you up when it Sunday comes to, morning, comes to, what did you think was going to happen the next day? Yeah, yeah. And it changed dramatically overnight, and snap, bang, and people to the point where I, panic, panic buying happened for the last oh, three hours. Mate. The shops were open, and toilet rolls disappeared. Toilet rolls were disappearing before the announcement was made. It, it was really yeah, madness, sort of leaks out madness. a little bit, and. What struck me is that I already knew Sunday that I had to go up and buy cat food and I had to get some bread. So I'm thinking... Well, you had to get your dinner in for the week, didn't you? <laughs> boom, boom. And so, okay, I'll go... Suddenly, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll go up then because I'm doing this. So I went to go up to the shops and yeah, then you on. texted me and said, Oh, lockdown! And I went, oh, Gone. That's it. That's how quickly that, it can change. So how yeah. hard is it, you know? And to, do you reckon to, yeah. there was any cat, do you reckon the cat food that it was always fully stocked that I can get at a whim any time I like was there when I went up later yeah. on? Well, you know, all gone. you know your problem there. I drove up to the shops and people were parking past where my place who, is. Who, who own cats? Witches. Oh. Yeah, they can see into the future. That's the problem. That's why, oh. that's why your cat food disappeared. Should we take a, an Australia focus here for a short moment yeah, on, on the Reverse Tip Global Hockey Do Podcast? Do any one of my little screen grabs for that? Uh, possibly. I'm not, not, not sure. F- few bits. Uh, the Sport Integrity Australia independent complaint process that's uh, taking, taking place. This is outside of the, um, the internal inquiry happening within Hockey Australia, which has seen yeah. already the high-performance director, Tony Cumston, leave the program. Uh, it's been announced that they're taking complaints and submissions up to the 5th of March. So we've got a bit of time to play out on this second inquiry that's happening, which is independent of the uh, the internal Hockey Australia inquiry. Whilst we're on Hockey Australia... Uh, there's an announcement that Steph Andrews is leaving her role as assistant coach of the Hockey Roos. She has been selected to take up the head coach role of the Western Australian Institute of Sport Hockey Program. Uh, Steph's the first woman to be assigned to the overarching position, which forms part of the Hockey Australian National Athlete Pathway Program. Um, there's a few quotes here from the Hockey Australia Media release. I am sad to be leaving the Hockey Roos. I've enjoyed my time working with the program. It's been a tough period. However, I certainly take away some great memories and hope I have played a part in making the team better. I wish Paul, the staff and the girls the very best as they prepare for the Tokyo Olympics later in the year and I will be keenly watching their future success. So there's a few things that come into play here with it. Um, she, she talks about having a young family and not wanting the stresses of international travel, which wouldn't be a hard decision to make at the moment. Um, also from Waste, there's the announcement that Chris O'Reilly, who was, I believe, for the past couple of terms, has been the the head of the program there, is, is taking on the uh, a co- a, 
a coaching role in the in the hockey program as well. So there's one more out of the the hockey ruse. Uh, so coach Brillette the... and, so, and and Steph only been in a couple of years. Came over from being involved in the Canadian program before that after um, involvement coaching with ACT hockey and, and, and playing before. Um, Does that make her the the like? There's a women's coach and a men's. coach? No, no, she's the head, she's the head the, the head head coach head of the pro head of the hockey program for for, the, for both men and women. Men and women, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, um, but yeah, another change there within in that group within the hockey ruse. Another big change, John, was announced this week, um, particularly for the hockey rooms, with some changing rooms getting knocked through at Perth Hockey Stadium. And, oh, you're right onto this. Um, yes. uh, an upgrade in the women's facilities there um, at Perth Hockey Stadium, but predominantly to improve things for the, the women's programme. And some lovely little videos coming out with the, the new president of Hockey WA there talking about these great new facilities and Pat Hall, um, friend of ours, you know, um, talking about Hockey Australia's involvement with it and some players there um, bashing through the wall with a hammer. And this is great to improve. Lovely little puff piece coming through. Um, and it, 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 kind, well, it, kind, it kind of makes you think that, wow, this is setting the future of the... Was the, this the same puff piece that appeared... Just before the federal election. Well, exactly, but the, but this makes it look as though this is this is the home of the ho- of hockey for a long time. And now may, maybe it will be, maybe it won't be um, for the, the national program here in Australia. Um, but the reality is, the first first we heard of this was prior to the last federal election, when about three or four days before people were due to to cast their votes, Tyler Lovell posted something on Twitter about the poor state of facilities available for the women's team in hockey here in Perth for the national program when there was a lot of talk about big spend on women's sport from the um, the politics from well from the politicians in you know look, looking to uh, secure some votes along the way we call it pork barreling here in Australia John and lo and behold I don't know 36 hours after Tyler's tweet Scott Bang. Morrison was on a plane. He was here in Perth, walking through the corridors of Perth Hockey Stadium. I was there that day for a, a meeting. We had, yeah. these, you know, these um, advisors into a bit of a tears. People weren't. He just went for it. He decided this was Bang. The, Put, Let's get some players together and yeah. a bit of a gaggle Throw around. A pig, Scomo. You pigs at this. Wowzers. And lo and behold, there was some money available to improve the facilities. Well, well that, done, Tyler. That day has finally, finally come, and it's great. It's welcome. Mm. Geez, oh, I'm any money we can get to any hockey facilities, let's get it. Particularly out of the polys because they spend it everywhere else. So what? Let, let's get our fair share of it wherever we can. Hallelujah. Um, with that, but it, uh, just the way that it was dressed up, I'm like, hang on, guys, just look back. It's not, you know, th- this isn't this miracle, great investment. All we're doing is getting a little bit of parity on um, the facilities that are available for the men's and the women's programs. Well, that that's here. what staggers me is that they weren't. There wasn't yeah, parity yeah, to yeah. start with. Yeah, I would have thought that you know we we have a hockey program but it's still have but but what's there at perth hockey stadium because the size of the of of the venue and what they can do with it it's piss poor that's why things like waste the 
where, yeah, they've got I, the, well, where, they, where they have the proper gyms and, and facilities there to um, take more of the, not the hockey side of things, but the... You say piss poor. They've, they've got a lot more facilities than a lot of other national teams do. Yeah, sure, sure. So let's... let's. But we're talking top top four in the world, aren't we? That's uh... um, Yeah. There's expectation. And and you know what that the, the facilities available to them are probably representative of where they fit with the, the Australian sports economy. Would you not think that's fair? Oh, it's it's complicated when you get it in the mix of state and national stuff and who yeah, pays for and, who and pays that's, for what. That's part of what that yeah, this yeah. you know. Look, it's great that the government decided to spend what a few five thousand dollars. No, shut up. It's a bit, Few hundred, two or three, four, five, six hundred thousand, whatever. To okay. things aren't cheap, mate. Things really? Are not what, cheap. Are the, what are they building again? Um, recovery rooms and um, so it's adding on. It's like, not like, transforming. Like just cages where where players can actually put their stuff, their stick bags, okay. and have space. Okay. It's tiny. Honestly, it's tiny. And the like, it's laughable. You get, you, there's a, a little spar on on one side behind a little a, a little fence and a a few bins that you can do your ice baths in and an ice machine. It's it's it's, it's very cramped. Well, considering how much government money went into the uh, West Coast Eagles facility, I think well, it's only but, fair well, that hockey should get a little but, tiny slice of that. Yeah, we don't, we don't need to go hyper-local with it, but it's the same in any country where they have yeah, dom- yeah. dominant sports. They're the ones that, that, that eat they up the funds. They do suck up the funds. Um, but, yeah, there we so go. Do you reckon it was worth uh, the votes? Whilst we're still in Australia, a little update on um, our interview with Tim Devin last week. I've been in touch with uh, Devo's people. Um, there was a bit of a mix-up. Um, oh, the Tom Cruise thing. Yeah, yeah. they they well they they look after quite a few different clients. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but we were working at cross purposes. But Devo will be on in upcoming weeks. Oh, well, look. Apologies, yeah. really, you know, really, really apologetic. Chris Hemsworth was really surprised when we talked to him. I mean, we couldn't use that audio, obviously, because you know, there's a lot of legal ramifications there. But mm. you know, we're here, we're talking about hockey, and it was like, what, what? Is there a hockey player called I, Thor or something? I, I was going to do, I was going to do a dear, dear John and go. Uh, it would have just been me making out though, rather than somebody writing one in, John. As opposed to every other week. I, well, you'd think that, but no, it's dried up a bit. If you have a dear John, please do send an email to matt at thereversetick.net if you've got a query, a quandary, a question about something in your hockey life, in the hockey world, send it on and we'll see if John can answer that for you. You are listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. Hey, I did some research this week. Sure. I, I've... I done did research, and what I researched was Twitter stuff. Now, first ah, of all... right, okay, all right, I've got a little note, it's in my tiniest writing. Uh, yeah, okay. I think I know where we're going to go here. Okay, first of all, um, in episode 177, we talked about Vitality, sponsoring yep. the uh, women's team. The insurance company. The insurance co- well, no. Sorry, the insurance and wellness company. Uh Oh, no, they well, do, they they do stocks sh- and wait, shares wait, as well, wait, don't well, they? Well, hang on a sec. Um, Vitality, sponsoring the women's, we asked certain questions, and I haven't gone back to listen to exactly what we said, but it was about whether they sponsor men's and women's and stuff like that. And our good listener, 
a very solid listener, Paul Das. Well, no, you say that. To us on, no, you well, say that. He's been banned before, and I'll, I'll happily ban him again. <laughs> yes, well, you, well, you can laugh, but I'm being serious. Anyway, go on. Uh, number one, this is what Paul, he, he responded on Twitter. Number one, Vitality is an insurance company that Tick. offers reduced premiums in return for adopting a healthier lifestyle. So Tick. a health and insurance company. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's and, very and, good. And, yeah. We didn't know. Yeah, well, I think, okay. that's what, I think that's what I said. Now, number two. There's no reason why a company should sponsor both men's and women's teams. No. There is not. Nope. The corporate world gets involved to meet brand marketing objectives, which might cause you to pick one team over another. Totally understandable. Get that. So just on those two things, I would would ask why Vitality, who's an insurance company that is offering reduced premiums in return for a healthier lifestyle, so you change your lifestyle and you get reduced premiums. Yeah, like, like I mentioned know. at the time, I think locally yeah. here, there's that, that's uh, good. fitness classes for families why they, and stuff. Why they think there's a premium on offering that to the women's team and not the men's? Anyway, that's that's an ex- existential argument that's not got anything to do well, with look, the. F- I looked a bit but, more. I looked a bit more into the sponsorship that Vitality do do into sport. And in so a lot in of it UK. is women. It's a women's. No, but it, yeah. It, it, but it goes no, no, no. Both. A couple, of, a couple, yeah, no, a couple, a couple of articles that I read were focusing on the the support they do put into women's sport, and there is, but and it's but, no, 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 no. But, but, but hang on, let me finish. But it's equal across all sport. So they they sponsor um, Bournemouth AFC's the the, fo- the the football club, the stadium. It's the Vitality Stadium. They're, yeah. they're into sport no, nationwide, I get that. I get but that. it's not just that they're supporting. Premier League men's soccer or some of the big easy wins. They're spreading the pot around because they see the benefit in being involved at um, tier two level sports uh, and grassroots sports. And that's all well and good. Yeah. So does all of that money go into the women's side of the game? No, the deal that they've got, that Vitality have got, are, are as main sponsor for the GB women's team. But they are also sponsoring leagues, which uh, okay. we, we talked well, about. This. But they're all. The but they're all. They're, but the, but, why but they're, aren't they sponsors? No, but they're being. But they're event sponsors for men's competition games. So it's not. I, it's no, not. No, it's no, not no, as. No, 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 I get that. But, they, but there's I different deals. That. But as a national association, they're selling different deals. They're, send, they're, they're selling the naming rights sponsor for the women's team. And men and naming right sponsor for the yep, men's. Thing. I get that. I get that entirely. What I'm talking about is the pot that it goes into. Well, it's allocated accordingly, isn't it? If, you, if, if I'm if I'm coming to you and say, John, I want to sponsor the Reverse Stick podcast, ha ha ha, um, and but I only want to sponsor the bits where Matt talks. Okay. You here's a hundred thousand. Yeah. Here's a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> uh, well, you talk for a hundred percent of the time, and I take fifty percent of the money. That's how I figure that works out. But Matt has to have eighty percent of the money. No, he doesn't. You'll still get twenty percent of the money, won't you? No, it depends on what the contract is that you write up for. Oh, it. Well, I wouldn't write that contract. It's I'd not for you to f- write it. It's the sponsor that comes in and go, "Here's the deal," and I tell him to piss off. What? 
So you don't want 20 grand just because well, I can, get 80 grand? You no, know, you could, you could go and sign another agreement with the company all by yourself, couldn't you? Well, I could, then I'd get 100 grand, but nobody would listen. There you go. So do you want the 20 grand or not? No. I'll oh, this is bloody grand. ridiculous. Well, oh, I'm out. Oh, I want the 50 <laughs> grand, my friend. They would listen. They're probably no, more likely Paul's to right. Paul, 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 Paul's oh, right. No, look, I'm not, I'm not the sponsor can dictate wherever, wherever the. Yeah, I think, no, I th- the I think... sponsor dictates equally amazing. No, the no, sponsor... no. I think no, wait a second. We no, are not no. a. Pro- we... Hear me out. We are not a professional competition. We are not a professional sport. Let's throw that out the window straight away. We are equally amazing. Remember, we don't have to have. The, the feature, feature, um, competition for hockey, the pro league, didn't have to have a major sponsor. No, that's separate. Right, it's separate. They're no. all separate. They're, no. Equally amazing is something we aspire to and it's something we know about our, sp- don't talk. Don't I'm say not, a word. I'm not talking. It's something we, we, we feel about our sport. It's something our sport is about. It's something we can use to our marketing advantage. Absolutely. Come on board and support our sport and use it to make your business look great because these are the values that we have within our sport. That's your, that's your equally amazing thing. It doesn't mean that you can't have a separate sponsor for a men's league and a women's league. I'm not saying it does. I'm not saying you can't have separate sponsors. I'm wondering about what happens to that pot of money that goes into it. So do we separately fund our men's and women's teams because of, of sponsorship? Mate, but you're worrying about what's happening with funding with, G, with GB Hockey? No, I'm Don't not. Don't worry. It's swilling around with the government pot. These are extra add-ons to be able to go and buy a few more cones and, and, no, and sticks. this is an existential argument about what happens professional sport is really about now if we are not a professional sport then that money should just go into a pot if we are saying we are a professional sport well that means the women's competition has earned the right to have that sponsorship and it pays for itself through the women's but what, system but, but no but that, and this, this is this one of the no but oh, what, what's it paying major for though? It's, not, it's not it's not it's, it's not there to be coaches for, yeah it's, it's coaches and administration it's not it's not there to well, be paying what is players it? this is professional versus professionalism i'm not, I'm not quite sure i'm not quite sure where we will head or where we're going with this I, conversation. Mate, any any company has the right to demand that they want okay, their so name go, let's attached go back. to whatever product you're offering. So if go you're back offering to... a women's product as opposed to a men's or an altogether product, that's so be it. What I'm talking about is why these programs continue to be state-sponsored and state-run. Any and all sponsorship should go into the general pool. As soon as these organisations start to run themselves as professional, i.e. making their own money and determining right. whether the money so your, that they so your, make... your beef is, if there is money to come in to a national program that is predominantly funded by the government, taxpayers, or links to the IOC to, to fund them... Then any money that comes in has to From be spread. From outside sponsors, yeah, absolutely, has, should be spread equitably across programs. Absolutely, regardless of 
where your logo appears. Yep, you can have your logo on the hockey roos, but half of the money that you have on your that you spend on your hockey roos stuff is going to the kookaburras. Does that make sense? Well, I hear it. I don't know. I don't know why. It's why not, you, why do, you see it so? Ne- the, why why you see it so necessary? <laughs> well, isn't that the way it should be? But you're looking for a, an equitable situation. Well, are we practicing? Prof- what, are we professional well, or are we practicing well, professionalism? What, what, what other amateur sports could we take that to? Why, well, that, that's and that comes back to: we are we professional All right, well, or are we exhibiting professionalism? Semi-professional. What are the semi-professional Semi- sports? Oh yeah, funny film that. Brand new edition of Hockey World News is out there, John. Yes. I don't know if you're not in it this time, which is good. <laughs> Stop going on about it. Um, <laughs> Lily Brazil <laughs> article. Uh, yep. Ashley Morrison's in there. Um, Have you read it? I read half of it. I read. I read the blog. Um, I think, but I read a lot from Ash. I enjoy it all. My brain doesn't doesn't keep it all in. Um, something on uh, Jack Rolf, uh, former guest on the show. Um, you really con- enjoyed concussion. That, too. Um, something from Harper Eat in there as well. I concussion. Think. We're not going. We've done our concussion oh, bits, yeah. mate. Yeah, we have. We're all concussion. I'm just scrolling through. I'm just seeing if I add. Oh look, we've still got an advert in there. That's good to see. What? In hockey world news. Yeah, good, good. Um. Hot pods, John. I did a post on socials a couple of days ago. All of the wonderful field hockey podcasts, hashtag field hockey podcasts that are out there at the moment. Uh, I only listed the ones that have had shows in 2021 that have come out and their most recent shows. Lo and behold, just after I put that out, three or four of them new episodes come out. We are building a culture here, John, and it's great to see. It is. I popped something on Reddit and... Um, maybe I mentioned this already, but a gentleman said, uh, hockey pods. Yes. Didn't realise there was. Yeah. There are. Hockey pods. They're, they're out there. Listen to them. They're good. Much information. And if you're making them, guys, hashtag field hockey podcast. That's it. And everyone just look at that. And it's really easy to do. Yep. You might even make some friends. You know, you were going to talk about something on oh, so, look, so, uh, social, social media. This is what got us onto this. Jeez, you took us on a tangent. I did. I'll take us on another tangent now. Look, um, do you reckon Self Pass, our mate Bernardo, listens to the podcast? No, no chance. No chance. No, okay. So he, say what you want. Okay. He might do after this. Okay. Now, Bernardo put up a post the other day. Oh, that's the one he put up today. He put up one the other day that said, uh, 31st of January. Clubs have millions of dollars invested on turfs and water systems. Yet a bit of frost from the night before has the ability to cancel matches that are supposed to be live streamed all over the world. In so many things, hockey is still in the 90s. Now, I'm figuring Ernst Barnt isn't listening to our podcast either. Who? Just quietly. Yeah, exactly. Ernst listens every week. Ernst replied with, the biggest chunk of those investments is to facilitate recreational hockey. No biggie if these have to skip a weekend because of snow and ice. 
we should always remember top sport exists to inspire recreational sport, not the other way around. Is that a smiley, winky face? I think that's smiley, winky, isn't it? (laughs) I can't see. That looks like a smiley, winky face. And I responded with, no, it doesn't. And Look, John, don't beat around the bush. Tell us your thoughts. No, I have to... I have to tread very lightly here because we know Ernst is a bit upset about the state of Dutch men's hockey at the moment. Just yet. But seriously, Ernst, what do you, we should always remember top sport exists to inspire recreational sport. Matt, since the Pro League got cancelled, how many people have you heard say, oh, I'm disappointed the Pro League's been cancelled? Have you even heard an Australian player outside of being asked in some sort of promotional press conference say, I'm disappointed the Bro League's been cancelled? The hockey family. Yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. Honestly, I... I got a message earlier from someone saying, oh, Pro League's back on today. You, you excited? I went, nah, not really. It's not going to finish, is it? It won't be finished before the Olympics, and then we'll be into the next one. What we're going to do, put that back another six months. There'll be a point when a, a decision needs to be made. Bang, that's it. There's the decision. But, but it's not going to happen anymore. The, the put, these down, hockey... put these down on watch.hockey as practice games. Hockey India puts out a tweet. Hockey India puts out a tweet saying, our, uh, our concentration this year is on the Olympic Games. You had to really concentrate to say that. I did. <laughs> I did have to concentrate. But Hockey India are saying out loud on Twitter, we're only concerned with the Olympic Games. Yeah. Good. Uh, well, well, I'm, that's, I'm that's played, the I'm play, I'm At played, least they had the balls to well, come I'm out and say the, it publicly. Yeah, they're, they're saying it out loud on Twitter. Because silent Twitter, rubbish. That's, that's, silent that's, Twitter. An, that's another new app. Silent Twitter. Is that... Uh, like a, um, if, saying the same thing. Three in the woods? No, what? Uh, saying the same thing twice in the same sentence. So, well, we certainly do it in the same show. Silent No, but Ernst, Ernst, seriously, dude, he's recreational. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm going to call him dude just because I know that'll offend him. Dude. <laughs> it's a, recreational hockey is what keeps international hockey alive. That is the most bizarre thing no, you've ever not, he's not seen. Say, he's not saying international, though. He's saying he's, t- he's talking top club hockey. Top, that that top. even in itself is insane. No, top, cloggy, top club hockey does not exist without... Re- you need aspirations. You need to see, oh. see as best as you can see. But clubs would survive if, if they were in geographical specific areas. Clubs would survive with crap hockey. They do survive with crap hockey. Well, recreational players will survive without top-class hockey. Top-class hockey will not survive without recreational players. Does that make sense? Yes, it, yes, it makes sense. Come on. It makes, makes sense. Say lots of good um, things. There was another, there was Did another, you say there, that? There was another South Pass post as well. I think oh. you, you might have up there before we like, wrap things up. Yeah, and come on. Bernardo, seriously. Oh, a bit of frost from the night before. No, no, yeah, all right, not that one. Anyway. Go, 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 next one. Oh, there's Ralphie. Uh, but, you know, there is Ralphie. a solution on the frost, though, John. 
play hockey in the summer, summer in Europe. Yeah, yeah, well, that could be it. This is another one from Bernardo. Love your work. Generally, generally deep, mostly. Well, there are deep thoughts, and I like, yeah. I like many, um, sometimes I don't like them because I don't want to be seen to be a lunatic. But I reckon <laughs> po- I, I, he, he's posted this hoping nuffies like us will answer it, and it wasn't one. Um, this is, so, self-pass. One of the things to be proudest about hockey is the little we speak about umpiring decisions post-match when compared with football soccer fans, for instance. A civilised tribe. A fucking quiet tribe, if you ask me. Uh, I've got a couple of thoughts. One, to take take it to the very top level, which is where I read it at the start. Yeah. And so so let's, let's take a... Um, an A-grade top-level game here locally in Perth, and I've witnessed this in other parts of the world, there will be plenty of debate after the game between umpires and, and players, often cordial, um, but there are, there's a willingness to share between the two either the reason for the decision or the question on why the decision was made. Um, that happens very regularly. Now, you take that down to a much lower level with the grades that we play, and what's, what's the, uh, how little we speak about umpiring decisions? Uh, mate, come and stand next to me on the field. You'll hear me speaking about it. Uh, so, top level, bottom level, that bit in between where the fans are supposed to be talking about it, where are the fans? There's well, no that's debate. Exactly it. There, are no, compared, there are no okay. fans. So, let's continue uh, this. Comparison with football soccer. You wanna, you wanna compare our sport with football soccer. You know why there's so many soccer fans? Is because in football they talk about umpiring decisions. Now. That's what fills. Now, let's talk. Now let's, stuff. now let's talk about a civilized tribe. And let's go back to a decision made in the Ireland-Canada game to get a place, <laughs> get a place to the Olympics. And let's talk about this civilised tribe that we have in hockey because <laughs> there wasn't a great display of it when the South American umpire had to delete his Twitter account because of death threats that he was receiving so yeah. um, I don't know how civilised you you expect that we are uh, it, it just struck me that that's actually more not so much of a a symbol of the civilised nature of hockey but the the lack of engagement that people that play the game have and, with and, what's going on. And, and the voice. Those, and the voice and the that voice soccer that has feel. across social media yeah, platforms yeah, and, and the media and the whole exposure thing. It's a, it's a, we cannot compare ourselves. You know if, what? If, we, so, if soccer's tier one, we're tier four on no, we're in, seven. In, in engagement. And don't believe the bloody studies you, 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 you read about Three, where the FIH are in the top, top ten social engagement networks. It's rubbish. Absolute rubbish. Well, engagements don't measure whether it's positive or negative, do they? When they talk about engagements, they're just talking about someone replying to them. If I reply saying, you're a load of crap, then it doesn't get messages as a, as a negative engagement. No, we, do, we don't. Or we don't get released those figures. It probably would. It, that, it would come up somehow or other as a negative engagement, but we just get counted as an engagement. You're right, Matt. You're absolutely right. But back on to what was brought up by Self Pass with that was that we we don't engage as a community. We 
We don't no, have no, the media forget, no, forget about the umpiring. The we, umpiring's we, we, not yeah. the issue. The umpiring's never been just the, the issue. Just the, the general engagement. Hey, mate, and the funny thing is, for all the engagement the soccer and football fans give, the the, the level of umpiring is no better or no worse. <laughs> <laughs> just quietly... I mean, they are, they are two separate things. So the, you know, the fact that hockey players and people don't seem to jump out in the media screaming about hockey umpiring decisions but, but, doesn't mean but, that but, they're good decisions. But soccer, soccer followed hockey into video referrals. Oh, jeez. 98% of fans wish they, they didn't. They hate it. Wish, wish they didn't. However, that's not the same in hockey because we're probably 98% Accurate on the decisions that come out of video video referrals, they don't get. No, don't they know don't. that it's ninety eight percent. All right, but it's a pretty but good but, accuracy. But, but, they, but they don't. I'll, they, I'll grant they, you that. They don't. They don't get many wrong. The, the howlers that they have in in, in oh. soccer across the world is quite and, incredible. And that's a part of the argument about video technology. When it was first introduced in all sports, it was not meant to be this split second thing that divided down into mind no, absolutely. It was meant to be for decisions that were completely and absolutely wrong. Look, mate, you just got missed. that you, just missed. Yeah, you yeah. got that wrong. Just suck have that a, one have, up. Have another look at it. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. But these when it comes down to minute type decisions. Oh, a sla- like, a sleeve oh, on your shirt for offside or uh, you know, whatever. Just, uh, and we've yeah. seen examples in hockey where you just go, Can you honestly truly make a decision based on yeah. what you're seeing in front of you? Yeah, and you yeah. feel sorry for the umpire when that's presented to them. Yeah. You know, so somewhere I personally, never having played with a video umpire system and most players never will, let's face it, most never will Well most players We'll never umpire, John, so don't worry about playing with the video umpire system. <laughs> it's true. And, the, yeah, well, that's that's another argument altogether. That true, the, if, even if most players did umpire, that most players will never be have a video umpire to refer to. Or be competent enough you know, to umpire. It, it Just... might be 0.9 of a percent that ever are playing in the competition where they've got the ability to refer a decision. Yeah, yeah. So are we spending too much time even talking about it and just let let it be the beast that it is for the 1% that it matters to? A civilised tribe, indeed we are. You are listening to the end of the Reverse Stick the Global Hockey Podcast, show 179. That's plenty enough, John. I've still got um, um, Reese. Oh, uh, Reese Smith uh, on former... Guest on the show. How long had ago some was exposure, he on uh, Maybe a year ago. A year. Uh, eight months. Well, he taught us about sliding into DMs. When did we? St- and, when and did we rin- start rin- Glow Hope? Because rin- that's like, when you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Reese was. Reese got us the same Glow Hope. Yeah. Yeah. Interview on Sky News, Sky Sport this week, talking about BAME issues with hockey and in particular the programs that he set up with his Hockey in a City project. Just say uh, BAME again, what it means, B-A-M-E. Do you know? Black, know. Uh, black and minority ethnic. Yep. Black Asian minority ethnic. I think, uh, see, I think actually when we recorded, Reese had, had trouble getting the, the, right, the right, the right, yeah. But what's important is the, the language Reese uses is, is not, 
um, I don't know if he's, he's always used is not about race. It's about um, people from inner urban areas. Well, no, now, they may. No, no, it's about it's about opportunity. Yeah, opportunity, but it's yeah. been about. Um, Go back like, and listen. Go and yeah, back and listen, listen to, to what, what, our, search the I, reverse what, stick. Reese Smith. We had we had a good chat with Reese. Um, what it's what's good though? It's highlighting these issues. Yeah, now, that's great. We this has been a a thing over the past few months with coming out of the UK about the whole private school versus. But state, that's a long-standing argument, and that's yeah. that's cropped up again because of these arguments. Yeah, and he's right when he talks about the the, the um you know the the privilege of having university clubs, teams playing club hockey and the opportunities afforded um, through those pathways. Um, you've got you to go to, to a university. And if you go into go and play in hockey at these universities, you've probably studied at bloody Repton or Millfield or whatever the, the hockey school is that's had the, the great hockey coaches and the, the turfs and the time and all of that sort of stuff. Is is this actually and, an, and oh an and the, sorry no, no and the and the lack of love from your parents is, from sending you away to school is this actually is yeah. <laughs> 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 sorry folks is this actually an argument for hockey fives in the idea that when you're talking about people who are living in inner urban environments you're talking about people who are lacking space it's easy for us we live in Perth we we like just roll out across space. It's like space is everywhere here. And, and hey, am I we, about, I'm sorry, am I about to hear your advocacy for hockey fives in urban areas? No, well, no, what I'm getting Small at pitches is Small doesn't have to be fives. It can be is, threes, is fours, fives, sixes. This, well, whatever it is. But is that the idea of a, a, a smaller field style of hockey, whether we instigate it as hockey fives or sixes, as we've mentioned before, we... We think there's already a format there that can be expanded into the exact areas yeah, yeah, yeah. that we... Okay. So, but is is that what we're talking... Because, look, the, part of the problem with having hockey in inner urban areas is the space that's required no, for hockey. No, no, and no, let's no. face but, it, but, as far as sports goes, it's not actually that... Um, now, what recent the project is about is getting into schools and getting those programs happening in schools. Now, okay, when I did school um, school hockey, um, the you know the inter inter school club stuff, you do it on the concrete of the the netball courts or the basketball courts or or, or whatever. Um, you can play on that surface. Yeah, it's going to stuff your sticks up, but if you've got cheapo sticks, it doesn't matter anyway. Well, you're we getting, did you know, that in yeah. school here too. Yeah, so we have. Plastic sticks. Well, that was a yep. that was the uni hock yep. stick, and yep. yeah, and uh, yeah. Um, so you so you can do it, but you can't do it if the teachers aren't skilled. They don't have the equipment. They don't have the people that are willing to to go in and have the enthusiasm to do it. And that's what that's what he's doing there. Yeah. Now, you're not going to know the results of that for another ten years, fifteen years, but you know potentially. Um, but it's interesting. The but argument. we need we need ambassadors like Reese in every area, regardless of it's in a in a city. We need those hockey ambassadors wherever you are in the world, from your clubs. Train them up, get them the the level one coaching badges, give them the gear, and get get them out there and get them into the schools. What I find interesting, coming out of what's what I'm reading coming out of England or the UK, is that 
it's all being lumped onto the school system because there's not the infrastructure of a traditional club that, okay, you get your taste for hockey at school. Like we, my experience was I, I joined a hockey club before I got the taste of it from school. But it got included in schools and kids went along with, there were kids that went along with that out of it. There's, there's heaps but of there schools. Was, there, there's heaps of schools there that are, that are linked to clubs. Your issue always is with hockey in schools. Well, is, how can is, that it, be? Who are the, who are the, Mate, there's thousands. We're talking about inner city environments. We're not. We're talking about kids that aren't going to travel thirty or forty. Well, no, you were being general about wider areas, not talking necessarily about inner city. Then, then, yeah, it doesn't matter. There there needs to be those ambassadors going in. I agree. There does. I'm not. I'm not disputing that. What I'm saying is that it seems to be the hockey community is expecting it to be carried by the state and the school system rather than the club system. It's great to introduce the game to kids at school. That's fantastic. I'm all for what Reese is doing. And that's brilliant. That's what we've got to that's got to be part of the strategy. But those kids have got to go from some from there to somewhere yeah, else. No, but, but I'm I'm advocating that the people that are, are, are putting the outreach in and setting those programs are the local clubs. They're the ones that are out there within the schools. Really? That, yeah Giving the programs, there needs to. There but needs then, to, why is race doing? There needs to be a link. Well, maybe there isn't the strength of the clubs within those areas to be able to provide those I'm programs you, to be able I'm, to finance and to, to, it to go to and do it. There's not clubs in those areas for kids to go to. Not in the sense that we understand clubs or that clubs used to exist. The nature of what a hockey club is has changed. No, no but a club, a club can be something you can you set up tomorrow. You can set that thing well, up. Well, it might up, very well that, be, that, but that is up. it set up today? You've got to start somewhere, though. That's, no, you, but and, and it might the be program's ran- running today. That's what I'm getting at. The, uh, Reese is doing all this good work. Yeah. And where's it going to? You are listening to the Reverse Stick of the Global Hockey Podcast. How much money did you make last year, Matt? Is that is that pub, should that be public information for people? Uh, don't ask me because I f- was frantically altering <laughs> tax information before I got here this evening. <laughs> Try and squeeze into a certain band for something. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not the man to ask about earnings. Okay, uh, but if, we did we did get a message earlier on about what some people are earning. If I told a- a- you allegedly, is it I, allegedly reportedly? Um, it's come from a. a re- Rumoured, rumoured, rumoured to be yeah. allegedly. Uh, no, no, from an anonymous source. Oh, from an anonymous source. From an anonymous source, allegedly, the CEO of the FIH gets two hundred and fifty thousand euro a per, year per annum per salary, which is around plus, plus bonus. Plus bonuses. We're not sure what make up those bonuses. Uh, which is that base salary is around three hundred and ninety three thousand Australian dollars. I think now, I, I reckon that's all about all right. That's all right for CEO and. Do you reckon? That's. Do you I, reckon that's a real figure? Much, these what's, what's, the, what's the Aussie dollar figure? Three ninety three. That's about what the um, CEO of our local council gets. Is it? 
Yeah. Because uh, the CEO of the AFL, Gillan McLaughlin, mm. in 2015, and this is the latest I could get on short notice, was paid 1.7 million <laughs> Australian dollars. And now he did take a pay cut of 20% going in, in the last year due to oh, COVID, COVID. Oh, good, on, good on him. But, you know, between 2015, considering he he uh, brokered a billion-plus-dollar television deal, he's probably on a lot more than that, point So he's making some good money. He's, if that reported figure for the CEO of the FIH, $250 million, 250000 <laughs> not $250 million, that's what Thomas Bart gets. No, sorry, I'll take that back. No, no, take that back. I'll take it back. Uh, because he does get it, but but nobody <laughs> yeah, ever sees those figures. Yeah, that's right. CEO of the FIH, 250,000 euro a year. Is that right? I reckon that's lowball. Surely that's not what they're paying. Did you write, I told you what the Lausanne minimum, uh, medium wage or whatever yeah, it was, the, did you write that down? He's 111,000 euro. Yeah. So... Uh, I like the finance director's getting around about 160,000 euro. This is according to our Dodgers all bladder. Oh, well, know. it'll all come out in the wash. It, it will, but I'm, is that not lowball for a CEO of a global international sport with two billion followers? Yep, yeah, but it's great to have all the followers. If only we could have a dollar off each of them. When Gillan McLaughlin is getting 1.7 at least. For a, lo- for a local sport in a country of 25 Five million. million. Yeah. I'm mistaken. Look, apparently the FIH executive, the lowest paid is around 130,000. Yeah. Well, we heard before, you need to earn 100 grand just, just to survive because of you know, re- rental costs and... Yeah, cost, cost of living there. I cannot believe the figures that were released. I'm sorry to our source. I reckon they're real lowball. They surely, considering the the, the cost of living, etc., they're but on more. That's than assuming that. that's assuming five days a week. And they no, are. No, but that's assuming five days a week, though, John. Oh, you mean like? Well, no, because they're they're on like salaries, mate. They're not on wages. They're not being paid for the time in office. So what? So if you don't have to go in, you you don't you don't have to go in. No, basically, you don't. You're on a salary. I used to have a cushy no. job like that. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm getting. At. I, those figures seem way out of whack with what I would think that the people in such prestigious positions would be paid. Oh, sorry, the commercial director, he's, he's, they're the lowest paid, 130,000 euro, but they get 5% commission. Nothing wrong with paying sales people commission. Absolutely, and that would have been a saving definitely for the FIH. And that <laughs> it would be this year. It would have been. You're listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. Got much more? Indian dribble. Is it the Indian dribble? The Indian dribble. Should we keep calling it, you know? Yeah. How'd you do it? You don't have to move your head while you're doing it. You just make the noise. No, I have to move my head. You should make that noise. You have to nod your head. We're going to do that. That's going to be an upcoming feature, I reckon. Let's let's, uh, give some alternative use for typical hockey phrases. So no, the, I so, reckon so, keep so, typical hockey phrases. So, Indian dribble is the Indian no, dribble. No, we do keep it as the phrase, but what else could an Indian dribble be? The Indian dribble. Late, late night curry? No. No? No. With a bit of, yeah, bit of a spew? That could be the Indian dribble. 
A late night carrying a spew would be the pommy drivel. No, but the Indian dribble. You don't have to press anything unless it's the outro. Yeah. No, that would be the pommy drivel. Why is that? Late night carrying a spew would be the pom I do miss a UK Saturday afternoon game, long drive, back to the hometown, into the curry house, 12 pints of lager, a chicken tikka booner, some bhaji, pilo rice, a couple of poppadoms, uh, mango, the hot mango chutney, lime pickle, the, uh, the little red onion and cucumber salad. Um, yeah, give us a dancer as well. Um, ooh, yeah, a bit of chicken tikka, that'd be nice. Sugaloo, why not? Throw it in there. Beautiful. I prefer the walk a few metres off the ground, straight into the bar, beer, toast and ham and cheesy, easy peasy.